2: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Uh, Gordon, we're going to talk to Dennis Lindsay coming up here mo- uh, momentarily, Jazz Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations, uh, eager to get not only his thoughts on the season just completed, which certainly was unique, but also going forward into what is certainly going to be a unique offseason.
0: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to hear Dennis's observations of what he saw out of his team especially in the bubble, and maybe prior to, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he has. No one was paying keener attention to what was going on than he was.
2: Well, certainly not. Um, Some uh, news coming out of the NBA today. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting the NBA is targeting November 18th as a new day for the 2020 draft. Um, uh, they're kind of slowly bumping back some of the dates they had originally planned, which is is not a big surprise at all, Gordon, as they kind of navigate through and they have to run these things by the players as well. They had initially set the beginning of December as the start date for next season. I would be shocked if that uh, indeed happened.
0: Well, if you're going to have a draft on what? November what?
2: Uh, November 18th. Uh,
0: there's no way you could start the season that quickly. Uh, you know, I mean... You, you gotta have camp, right? You gotta it's, yeah, I don't know what would you uh, best guess as to when it'll start I, sometime in January?
2: I don't think I could even give you uh, a best guess. They still have to negotiate um when the start of free agency is expected, yeah, I mean, since this falls outside of the CBA regardless what happens with the CBA, I mean they have to negotiate every little detail. I mean or, it's it's gonna be tough.
0: Well, remember, the uh, the finals won't be over until mid-October.
2: Right. Yeah, I think, uh, what, October 12th?
0: So is... what are you going to do, turn around and say, okay, camp starts next week, fellas?
2: <laughs> Essentially, that, that we laugh. Yeah. But it might be something similar. I doubt that extreme, of course. But, I mean, it's, it's not going to be long because I'm sure they want to try and get back on schedule. Um, the Olympic Committee has already said the Olympics are going next year. Regardless, they're doing it. So I don't know if the NBA cares about getting their season over before the Olympics, but, I mean, there are certainly some players out there that want to represent their country, I'm sure.
0: Are the Olympics scheduled for, what, July?
2: End of July, right?
0: Yeah. Early August, okay. end
2: of July? Anyway, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, they just kicked it, uh, kicked the can down the road a year. So it's whenever they were supposed to be this year but next. So Well,
0: look, I don't have a big problem with what the NBA or anybody else is doing trying to deal with something that they've never had to deal with before. I mean, this is this is such an unusual circumstance that uh, nobody could have predicted nor could anybody have prepared for it, I don't think.
2: And well, like you said, there's no roadmap out there. Like, okay, this is what somebody else did before you.
0: Yeah, or there's nothing. There's nothing about it, but he said this is what you should do because you don't know what you, what best case scenario is in that regard. So, kind of flying blind.
2: All right, let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit TMobile.com for online services and local store availability. He is the executive vice president of basketball operations for the Utah Jazz. He is Dennis Lindsey. Dennis, hello. How are you?
0: Hanging in there, guys. How about yourself? Then it's the first thing I got to ask you is you
3: didn't have a tree blow
0: over onto your house, did you?
3: <laughs> no, boy. Yesterday uh, was was scary. I I drove to the practice facility yesterday morning uh, fairly early, and uh, the drive was was interesting. And then our our Zions Bank basketball campus sign right by the highway was uh, already. Torn to shreds, and I was worried that our carport uh, was the top was going to come off of it. And for a while there, uh, Gordon, I couldn't even get out of the car because the, wow. the the winds were coming from uh, east to, to to my west. So it was it was crazy for a few minutes there. But yeah, we're we're all good. I saw quite a few pictures of trees down, and hope everybody's safe.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I lost a tree, Dennis, and still don't have power, so we're, we're... Uh-oh. We all are are getting through this whole thing, so...
3: Yeah, well, not to, to trade uh, who's got it worse notes, uh, Jake, but... Not having power in Salt Lake City is a little bit different than not having power in Missouri County, Texas, you know, after a a hurricane and 93 degree heat and, you know, 85% humidity and bugs and mosquitoes and snakes. It's just... a whole different deal of what they're dealing with when, when powered. All you, all you have to do is kennel a fire, right?
2: Yep. Uh, <laughs> if that, just a couple extra blankets. And I, I did say on the show today I was going to work really hard not to complain because there are so many great people out there working to get things back uh, to normal after a, a crazy situation. So.
3: Yeah, thank thank the Lord for people that handle our infrastructure that many times that we take for granted for sure. No doubt.
2: Well, Dennis, uh, I'll ask you an open ended question to begin with and feel free to go wherever you want, but evaluate uh, your team. Now that this season has come to a conclusion.
3: Well, just being a week out from uh, Orlando, uh, it's hard still not to feel, um, you know, defeat coupled with disappointment all the way in your bones. Uh, you just you just feel it. It, it, it takes a while. You know, I, for a while there, I, I wasn't watching much of the rest of the playoffs. But um, a few days ago, I eventually had to get back to work, you know, relative to what – what is surviving this deep into the playoffs and how teams are playing and matchups and the players and what coaches are doing and all that. So, uh, but with that said, you know, uh, you know, look, we're, um, you know, we, we had a good year uh, uh, record wise, uh, obviously much more competitive in this playoffs as opposed to last, Um, you know, it was, it was an odd year guys is the best way to describe it. Uh, Odd. Um, that you know we had these big streaks: five wins, five losses, five wins. You know the 19 of 21 uh, addressed a few things. You know most notably our bench scoring with with Jordan, and you know that fit was better than anticipated. We we knew that you know we were losing uh, significant defensive talent and depth. You know I think there was a a narrative last year that somehow the roster, you know, was holding us back and it was really a, a defensively talented roster. But as we were starting to meet some of the better offensive teams uh, later in the playoffs in Houston and golden state, you know, we, 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 met our maker there. So, you know, the fact that we did have the best shooting team in the league this year, uh, I think our offensive rating was number one in the bubble, um, you know, it just wasn't – we didn't have enough defensive integrity uh, enough. Now, we didn't fall off the cliff and rank in the bottom third, but depended upon the metrics and when you look somewhere between ninth and twelfth defensively. And so we've got to – going forward, we got to figure out a way to internally improve that uh, with the players that will all uh, return. And I'm very confident that Quinn and his coaches – you know, are on that. Uh, I like some of the adjustments that we, we made on both ends of the court inside the bubble. And then, uh, and then obviously, you know, with draft, um, free agency trade, we've got to look at every available option to us that would add some defensive integrity. Hopefully, again, like I said earlier in the morning, that didn't compromise the spacing. But, um, you know, with that said, with the season being uneven, um, it, it was really unprecedented us being at the center of the COVID nineteen hiatus, and uh, Mike Elliott and Quinn taking great leadership on the ground, giving you know uh, Adam Silver time to make a you know a fundamentally safe decision to shut down the league uh, based upon uh, medical advice. You know, I, I think you know I'm proud that we didn't take the court. And you know, infect other players or fans, um, and you know, I think you know Mike Elliott and his health performance group is being recognized for that. That it, the level of scrutiny, um, the severity of that situation. You know, uh, Rudy and I have had a few heartfelt uh, texts, along with Donovan. You know, uh, you know, being the first two prominent athletes, and I, I do. I, 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 without being melodramatic, I think. Rudy's and Donovan's infection saved other infections. Um, It saved lives. um, And I've never been more proud to be part of the league. Uh, The league used science uh, to bring us back to a bubble, evidence-based medicine, best practices. Um, You know, I I think it's what strong leadership looks like in Adam Silver and all of his lieutenants um, uh, with the NBA. And then obviously, you know, couple that with a social justice message that our team has had that Quinn and Donovan uh, have led. Um, You know, it's a a great time to be uh, part of the NBA and specifically with the Jazz. So, uh, you know, there's things that we definitely need to do to look to get better. But there is a sense of pride and accomplishment on and especially off the court.
0: Dennis, you've always—I got to give you credit—you've always said that you want to contend for a title. You haven't ducked away from that, and I think that's still your your number one goal. Uh, after after leading that series against Denver three-one, and then not being able to close out, that's the bad news. The good news is that you seem to have a superstar on this team, that, and it seems like from your standpoint, that's the hardest thing to get your hands on—some a superstar. Is Donovan Mitchell that superstar? And how close are you between where you are now and where you are accomplishing that goal now that you have that kind of player?
3: Yeah, I would say we have two really core franchise, however you want to describe it, all-stars, all-NBA team. One that provides defensive backbone and offensive efficiency and Rudy, and one and Donovan that provides uh, a dynamic offensive talent that is, you know, a really, really hard worker. And, you know, some of the numbers that he and Jamal Murray hit uh, were precedent-setting. Even in the, uh, the game one loss, you know, Donovan hitting 57. And more so uh, Gordon than the points uh, was the way he did it. He did it, one, unselfishly. Two. He did it fundamentally sound. Uh, a big marker of Donovan and him shooting, especially shooting off the dribble, is his balance going into shots. And I just felt like um, all the work that he and the coaches had put in, you could tell that he got away, reflected, came back to the Salt Lake City bubble, and you could tell there was. Uh, a level of discipline that he hadn't touched before. And so you start coupling experience with, you know, I I thought that he was very unselfish. He found Rudy on lobs. Uh, Their chemistry and connection were very good. And then, uh, again, you add a little bit of discipline, experience. He'd seen rotations before. You know, those were remarkable performances. And not only in – Usage, we needed his usage, Gordon, to to hit kind of hardened levels, frankly, because Boyan was gone and, you know, Mike uh, and Mary had had their baby and he missed the first two games. So that was a little bit out of necessity. But uh, obviously, you know, he at least, you know, with that level of usage that he didn't break down. From a fatigue standpoint, or a fundamental standpoint, or a coverage that you know he just couldn't deal with. It's where you know some talent uh, coupled with a lot of hard work. You know, I was very impressed with Rudy's uh, approach uh, with uh, the coaches, his teammates, the officials. Um, you know, really, he, he showed it showed added maturity. And uh, that was noted uh, as well. And and so, yeah, we've got other good players that are, you know, can shoot the ball that are serious professionals. I think we understand, you know, what fits those guys, whether it be Joe Engel connecting actions or George Niang's quick shooting or Mike Conley. I thought uh, Quinn and the coaches adjusted really well. To some spots that Mike's uh, strong at on the floor and also playing earlier in the clock, you know, shooting more threes with the shooting. Even though we lost Boyan, we, we still shot a lot of threes and shot 42% inside the bubble. So while it really steams, and I can honestly say there's um, nobody satisfied with the result, there's, there's a lot of good things that we could pull. Juwan Morgan came in. In an emergency situation and it's clear to us that when we inserted him with the starters that he made our lineup bigger, uh, tougher, smarter defensively and for a young uh, undrafted player to uh, to make his mark those first two games like he did uh, and really allowed, if you go and look at his plus minus score and allowed the team to function at a high level there's some go forward there. Uh, We learned a few things about some of our other younger players uh, in the seeding game. So, um, you know, no, uh, no shame in the effort that we put uh, our fight back that game seven, obviously nothing went right. The first half and a team with lesser character would have folded up shop and went home and they fought back and took the lead. And then, It was a possession game, and uh, possession games by definition, you know, there's a 50-50 bet that comes with that inside of elimination play, and we were on the wrong end of that, and we have to own it 100%. Dennis,
0: I I guess it's kind of a ticklish uh, situation, but – when will you proceed with your negotiation with uh, Donovan Mitchell? Has that been taking place? And with Rudy Gobert as
3: far as what the future holds with those two core players you described? Yeah, sir. And I, I got the same question this morning on uh, Justin and my uh, Zoom availability uh, with local and national me- media accord. as per NBA rules, I can't comment uh, on future negotiations. And the other thing that goes along with that, we don't have – cap guidance we've got to get through the rest of the bubble playoffs or get the accountants to true up those numbers see what financials uh, we have see what the league and the players association agree to with that said and I've said this before you know we're looking for players actively with the physical talent and the competitive makeup and the character of Rudy and Donovan So by definition, we're going to want to keep those type of players uh, in the fold. Uh, Quinn's number one goal, and I wholeheartedly agreed, and uh, beyond playing and what we did strategy-wise and, you know, and reducing rotations and all those things, number one goal was to reconnect the group. You know, so much had happened to our team in particular. Uh, because of COVID-19 and because of uh, social justice, and it was just good to get uh, the group back together and, and work and sweat and, and, and together and, and you know have a, a common goal. And um, you know, with that said, you, you saw the comments from all the players about how positive they were relative to our direction. And while we lost that series, you know we're you know we're we have some resolve to to improve our group internally and externally
0: moving forward. There's so much to talk about, Dennis. I'm just wondering if maybe Jake and I could invite ourselves over to your backyard to have a barbecue and maybe talk <laughs> about some of these. Things. We've got yeah.
3: thoughts. We've got thoughts, o- Dennis. O- only if you uh, bring the barbecue and, and the cold <laughs> beer, Gordon. I don't know if you <laughs> if you drink beer, but if you don't. And you bring a 12-pack, I'll drink 12, and you can have zero.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
2: Dennis, thank you for jumping on with us, and and congratulations uh, to you, your staff, basketball operations, everybody over there. Truly a unique situation, and the restart we know couldn't have been easy. So uh, give yeah. give everybody an of boy for us, will you?
3: Yeah, thank you. We had a you guys had a lot of stories and unique stories to write about us this year and and uh, we appreciate you guys paying attention and the support and uh we'll get back to work here real soon.
2: Thanks Dennis appreciate it.
3: Thank you guys.
2: That's uh Dennis Lindsey, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz.
0: Yeah Jake he said uh, he said that they wanted to take care of that defense. Uh I got that message loud and clear. You
2: yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, you you heard him talking about, a, a, um, you know, taking in what happened and reviewing it and, and figuring out how you can get better. And, I, you know, I don't think you could have watched the playoffs and really the restart in general and not think that the team did take a step back defensively and they need some help against the modern NBA where, you know, these wing players and guards are unbelievably good and you've got to have somebody that stays in front of them.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take uh, a genius to figure that out. The tough part comes, the devil in the details, of course, is working out who you can bring in, how you can get those players, how they're going to fit together. And that's where Dennis and uh, Justin, they earn their money.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. We'll get to a little drop of the day. Sounds various clips perhaps uh, right around the corner. But we do want to remind you about our friends at Zions Bank. And uh, Zions Bank is proud of their team. For a bank that's always on your court, Zions Bank is for you. And uh, take note, Jazz fans, you can earn cash back on everyday purchases with a Zions Bank credit card for a game changer in credit card rewards. Zion's Bank is for you. All right, more big show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.
1: Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5-1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network.
0: If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it?
1: Oh,
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and twelve eighty. The zone. We'll get into drop of the day, also known as sounds of various clips coming up here momentarily. We'll also talk about our conversation with uh, with Dennis Lindsay. Gordon, did you ever uh, in your single days date a, a woman you would classify as a man eater? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. There, there, really? There, yeah, there
2: was one in there. Yeah. What uh, What were those characteristics?
0: Uh, she was bad. She was a, she was bad. What do you mean bad? She was just bad.
2: L- was she was she dealing meth? No. <laughs>
0: yeah, she was in Breaking Bad. Didn't you see her?
2: Well, you say she was bad. I mean, she that could was, mean
0: so just, many different things. She 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 yeah she she had an appetite. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Okay, let's switch topics immediately. Let's, you did this, Jay. Yeah, I did. It's my fault. Let's get to Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. And I know we've been talking a lot of basketball, Gordon, but I was thinking the other day how excited I was for football season. And then I was thinking of our Drop of the Day segment and how we have not heard one of my very favorite football-related bits yet this year. And I I, I felt like we needed that today. <laughs> okay. Okay? All uh, I bring to you uh, Redbird.
4: Let's see, who was it on that play? It was Rhett Bird. Rhett Bird was the hawk in the right place at the right time. I guess that's true what they say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the carpet. So, Bird gets the, uh, on the fumble recovery. A bird in the hand
0: (laughs) is worth a ball on the carpet. (laughs)
2: It was truly my favorite high school highlight of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh incredible.
4: Is... <laughs>
2: all right, bird.
4: Hawk <laughs> in the right place at the right time. I guess that's true, true what they, what they say. say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet.
0: <laughs> is what, what is they's... that? Is that what they say? <laughs> Who's what they, they? Say? <laughs> <laughs>
2: What is what is the original? Isn't it a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Isn't that
4: right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess that's true what they say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet.
1: <laughs>
2: What's the f- in there? Like the floor? <laughs> you know,
1: the, the floor? It's a football game. Uh, on the carpet. On the f- carpet.
4: red bird. <laughs> <laughs> just... It was the hawk. Red bird. Red, <laughs> red bird. Rhett Bird. Rhett Bird was the hawk in the right place at the right time. True I guess that's say. true what they say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet.
0: <laughs> if you were going to so follow bird that and, the, uh... and and mix that up like that, wouldn't it be two balls on the carpet?
2: We can't, you know, we just can't have any fun around here. <laughs> I'm you saying Yeah, we're we're having no, fun. No. we're we're it's laughing no. at a bit and you have <laughs> no. some some filthy joke that Austin has to dump. No, no, it's not a fil- it's it's off the saying. A bird in the a
0: bird
4: in the hand is better than the than two birds in a bush. On the fumble recovery.
2: Tell you what, you try to have a little fun, man. They do it to me every time. <laughs>
0: just, no, you guys just take it the wrong way.
2: You say it in the wrong way red (laughs) bird did you dump what
1: i said really you better believe it's gone
0: (laughs) come on it's just it's just lining up with the real saying
2: it doesn't matter that makes no difference (laughs) you know we did we were we're making a haul and oats joke at the beginning of the segment and then bam too far then we're playing Red Bird, and bam, too far. Talking now about we, ex-girlfriends. We've, we've bam, got like eight minutes to fill now, and we should we need to go <laughs> back to talking about basketball because, it, uh, thankfully, Gordon can't perv that up.
4: I guess that's true what they say: a no, bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet. Well,
0: it would be two, because it's it's the bird in the hand and the bird in the bush. Two birds in the bush.
2: Well, I think part of what makes this funny is that the saying isn't applicable at all.
1: I, I need to know <laughs> to, to kind of change tracks.
2: Where, what Do you know the history of this? Oh, yeah. I think Lloyd was producing, actually. were are you, Lloyd? I'm looking at Lloyd's... You were uh, producing uh, that game? Yeah. Lloyd Who was, is that? It's our boy Chad. What's Chad's last name? So- Who is Oh yeah, Saunders, that's our boy Chad Saunders. He sold for the station for a while, and he and he also on the side did play-by-play. Well, he was big in. He might still be. I don't know, but he's big into high school football. I mean, it was kind of his thing, and uh, he he sold a deal one year where he was going to do play-by-play, and uh, I think it was. <laughs> I want to say no. I think it was for Judge. He was doing all the Judge football games. Is that right, Lloyd? And uh, Judge was playing at that's Alta, correct. and uh, Redbird was. Bird in I the guess hand, that's ball true
4: and- what they say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet. Wow.
2: Yeah. So that's our guy Chad. <laughs> I haven't seen Chad in a long time.
4: Weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. Chad's out there doing something. I'm sure. Shout out to Chad. Uh, shout out to Chad Saunders. All right, uh, Gordon. We just had Dennis Lindsay on the air. Uh, had him for about 15 minutes. We'll get that up at 1280thezone.com, and he covered a lot of ground. Covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, immediately jumped out to you?
0: Uh, well, the first thing is what I mentioned earlier about uh, the Jazz need defensive help. And he was pretty open about that and said it straight out. And the Jazz do need that. And uh, they've got plenty of offense. I mean, think about what they were doing. And that was with Elboy Bogdanovic. Bogdanovich. So they got that covered. They got to get somebody who can shut somebody down. And uh, I think that was clear to anybody who was watching the playoffs.
2: I don't know how they do that, though, to be honest. And, of course, Dennis Lindsay can't get into that. So we didn't really. Is there
0: anybody, is there anybody on the roster now, any of those young guys who aren't quite ready yet, who you think have the, the, the athleticism and the toughness to fill that role?
2: Uh, yeah, but they're not going to be a difference maker next year, I wouldn't think.
0: I wonder how long it would take for someone to really have that kind of effect defensively. Could Jerome Brantley be that guy? Does he have the lateral quickness to do that? I, I don't know.
2: I, I like those guys. I like their game. I like uh, how they got an opportunity in the bubble. And but we're 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 talking about impact players, and it takes those mm-hmm. types of players. Uh, couple of years to play their way up the roster and to develop their skills. Let's face it. I mean, they're not ready to play that role right now. I mean, if you're talking about making an impact next year, I don't think that's coming internally. Now, Dennis, to uh, to, uh, his credit, I mean, he just uh, got done telling us that there are some guys that he thinks have huge promise um, that showed some stuff in the bubble. So, you know, maybe he completely disagrees with me. But I don't think one of those guys is going to be an impact player next year. I know, I just don't. think I wonder so. if
0: I wonder if there's one in the draft. Well, they're drafting and by impact tw- player. I'm talking about a one-sided player, somebody who can play defense.
2: But they can't play him if because they're completely the, inept it, offensively. Though that's the problem.
0: Not completely inept. I mean, that, you don't want you don't want that. But what if what if Dennis Rodman was available? Well, Dennis. not exactly an offensive player. Yeah,
2: but he'd be a center and today's day and age. You'd play four (laughs) out, one in. No, I'm not kidding. He would. He'd be Draymond Green. It is true. He'd be Draymond Green, but a little bit bigger.
0: But maybe they could find someone who is one-sided and then in the mix of of, uh, Quinn's offense, they could hide him at the offensive end.
2: But the problem is with Rudy Gobert playing so many minutes, that makes it that much harder because you can hide somebody on the offensive end if you have other players that can shoot the ball. It, the, the problem is the spacing. And it's what Dennis said in his, his, uh, his uh, press conference remarks earlier today. That's the problem. I mean, you can hide a player on offense, sure, but you've got Rudy Gobert who needs space to operate in the paint. And it was the reason that favors in and, and Gobert offensively ultimately wasn't going to work because it just brought traffic into the lane. And so, if you've could got they, if you've got a wing player who's six seven who's being guarded by another wing player, that's just basically an automatic double team on Rudy or another player to cover the role. So you can say, can't you hide somebody? But when you've got a player like Rudy who plays so many minutes, I, I think that's easier said than done. How about getting
0: something, someone who could help spell Royce O'Neal? I mean, they got him for ch- relatively cheap. Uh, could they get somebody like that? Who might not? You wouldn't play him at the same time with Royce, but you would. Be, he would be able to give help uh, at times.
2: Yeah, I mean, or who knows? You could always use. Well, you could always use duplication at that position, right? Somebody who's going to play defense and do all the stuff that somebody else doesn't want to do, and even if it, yeah, that right. player is only playing, you know, ten to fifteen minutes, that's still useful. So I, I certainly get what you're getting at there, um, but Royce. I don't know, Royce is such a funny player because he's not a bad offensive player per se, but he doesn't require a lot of touches and a lot of offensive attention, which um, I think there's, I guess, some value there. I don't I don't know, Gordon. If they could find another Royce O'Neill, they'd add him tomorrow.
0: The other thing that I got from uh, what Dennis was saying is that they really, really like Donovan and Rudy. And no big shock there. But we're asking in the context of whether you're willing to sign them for big dollars, and he didn't get specific about that because he can't right now. But I got the impression that they really want to keep those two. Uh, I, and I guess the skeptic could say, well, maybe he's just talking it up like they really want to keep them so they they increase the trade value so they can trade him. I, I, that's not what I would expect uh, he meant by that. But uh, it, it sounds to me like they're going to, They're going to push forward and try and get those guys nailed down.
2: Well, and you alluded to this. I mean, he really can't say anything else um, with us. And I have no reason to doubt that that Dennis doesn't believe that those two can work together. But like you alluded to, he certainly wouldn't say otherwise. But here's the question. You know, I think they... I think they can be good together, Gordon. I really do. Because what Rudy does and what Donovan does doesn't necessarily overlap. Right. And you'd think that they could find a way to, to really better each other. If they're not doing that already, they could increase doing that going forward if they can find a way to be on the same page. The problem is is that is their ceiling as a duo high enough where they don't need anybody else on the team. Or it's Rudy and Donovan, and it really doesn't matter who else you put around them. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit to prove a point, but, you know, I don't know if they're there yet. You you need a third guy or an, another highly paid person, and that makes things complicated, I think.
0: Do you think that if we made it available, or it was a, a would-you-rather situation with executives around the NBA, would they rather have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? or Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert?
2: The majority of them would probably say Ben and uh, Joel Embiid, but I'll say there are a lot of stupid GMs out there.
0: Well, the reason I bring that up is because you said that Rudy and Donovan can coexist well, and I agree with you. Uh, Ben and and Joel Embiid, they get in each other's way at times.
2: They do. That's why I wouldn't agree with that take. But Mm. you you asked me kind of who I thought the majority of GMs would take. For some reason, yeah. I think they'd go with the Philly people. Like, like our, our great friend Chris Mannix, who's as smart as basketball guy uh, as, as there comes. He just loves Ben Simmons, and I mm-hmm. I don't get it. But it doesn't get, mean that I'm just not the, right and he's wrong. I just don't necessarily agree.
0: But the relationship part of it is what I was getting at right. and how they fit on the floor together. And it seems like Donovan and Rudy are better fit. Uh, but... Uh, well, that's because, it, that's because Donovan can hit the outside shot. He can stop and pop and, and do things that Ben Simmons can't.
2: Well, those two actually play into our spacing conversation really well, because the, the what Joel Embiid is always complaining about is that he has to stand out and shoot threes, which he's not bad at, by the way. He's not, it's not the best part of his game, but he's mm-hmm. not terrible. But he has to stand out there by, behind the three-point line and shoot threes because Ben Simmons' guys are always guarding him in the paint. And he can't be, you know, the the Hakeem like post player because he's playing against two guys all the time.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I Great get his point.
2: frustration there. It's 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 like, okay, well, do you have me on this team to go out there and dominate because I'm a truly unique player, or do you have me on this team to get out of Ben Simmons' way? I'd be I'd be annoyed by it too. I really would because Ben Simmons won't even try. He won't even try. You know what the big difference between Ben Simmons and the Greek Freak is? Is the Greek Freak may not be a good shooter, but he'll he's trying. And he's, he's a lot better than he was when he was day one in the league, where Ben Simmons has not improved at all. Well, the good
0: thing about Ben Simmons is he's a really, really good defender.
2: He is. That is true. And he,
0: and he solves that problem that we were talking about that the Jazz need help with.
2: Yep. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Yeah. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'll tell you, Gordon, during the break there, just pulled one of those masterful deflections. I mean, one of those. One of those. I'm not even going to acknowledge what you just said and give you a different suggestion.
0: I don't know. I said Jake sure sounded all of a sudden like it clicked in, like,
1: yeah. See, maybe we'll talk about it later when we have a little more time, but it was a classic moment where Jake asked for some help from a good friend <laughs> and that good friend pretended he didn't hear yeah, none like
2: <laughs> <laughs> he did he did he pretended like he didn't i'm, even... going an, I'm gonna agno- i'm not gonna acknowledge that <laughs> that just happened i thought
0: it never crossed my mind
2: yeah i know oh, man yeah good times right, good times <laughs> gotta gotta love what's going on in 2020 Uh, Welcome on back. It is uh, the big show. Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.8 The Zone. Gordon, we do have playoff uh, action going on right now. And, in fact, uh, I was just about to update the score. And, of course, they would jump to commercial. Let me bring up my scoreboard here. But uh, we've got the Celtics and the Raptors. And uh, Boston thus far has been the better team. Uh, Right now it's 52-48 to at the half, but the Raptors have managed to keep it close. Boston with a three games to two series lead. I think if the Celtics uh, lose this game, Gordon, I'm picking the Raptors in game seven.
0: Are you? Why?
2: Just because I think... Well, I don't know. Maybe everybody's been talking up the Celtics, but I like the Raptors. I like how they're built. I like that they're a team. They're so well coached. Just a Game 7 situation, do I believe in the Celtics? Maybe I'm crazy, but I think if the Raptors win today, I think uh, the Raptors win Game 7.
0: Well, that home crowd or that home video board or By the way, it, what's the deal with the with the b- oversized fans on a video board? Doesn't that seem like that's more distracting than a regular crowd would be?
2: Well, is, what does distracting have to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, geez,
1: just, oversized. That'd be nice.
2: I would think being there <laughs> and seeing those video boards, like actually being present there in Orlando and seeing the video boards, I think it would feel corny. Mm. Don't you?
0: Yeah, a little bit, Yeah. I don't like the artificial stuff. On, uh, on TV,
2: it, it looks cool, and it, it does look somewhat normal. I think I think the video product is pretty good. You know, you listen to the, the crowd noise that was piped into the radio broadcast and that sort of thing. It, it sounded fairly natural. But, I mean, being there and looking at the dog and pony show, I bet you'd be like, this is really weird.
1: So I, I'm not see? clear. Can the players see those, or is that just a thing that is on the electronic transmission for the TV? No, they can or- see it. Oh, I it's an actual sure. board yeah, there. That, the, oh, okay.
2: Because Jimmy Butler gave uh, Dwayne Wade knuckles the other day. Oh, that's if, right. That's if right. you uh, remembered yep. that. yeah.
0: You know, it's, when we talked about what we could hear during the BYU Navy game on uh, college football, it was it – was, I like that because you can hear the players. You can hear the excitement. It's authentic. It's real. It feels real. It sounds real. It is real. And uh, eh, not really seeing that so much in the bubble.
2: No, the NBA went the entire other direction where they've – outside of squeaking of the <laughs> shoes, they pretty much eliminated all the on-court stuff. Like you don't even hear the rim really. You know how they have the, the rims mic'd up yeah, in regular uh-huh. season? They yeah. You don't even really hear that in the bubble. And I, I don't blame the NBA because – you don't need <laughs> some of that could bring you some bad PR, but I'm with you. I, I love the here in the sidelines in the BYU game. I thought that was terrific.
0: People forget how into it the, the teammates are in a football situation. I mean, these guys bust their humps in practice. And if you've ever been to a practice, you can hear when they have live action going, the players really get into it. And it's because they work so hard. And so when they see a, a good play, they see a, a fine defensive tackle, they see something happen that is r- rather remarkable, they appreciate it. And they let everybody know. And it's it's cool. It's, I like it.
2: Yeah, I like it too. But the, that's not what we're getting with the NBA. Well, that's – not much about the bubble. The bubble has been disappointing. I, I think for the most part, it's gone really well. And the the video boards, although probably corny in person, do look good on TV. They really do. But I was I, and you and I agreed on this. I was hoping for maybe a little more look inside as far as what happened on the court with uh, happens on the court with communication.
0: Right, because we said we thought we would hear that, and
2: uh, get none what, of it.
0: No, I mean there might be some language issues from time to time, but. Uh, At least it feels right, you know? So, oh, well, Well, the NBA otherwise has done just about everything right. The only thing you can complain about is no doubles ping pong.
2: Can't believe they don't. They outlawed doubles ping pong. Well, thank goodness, because how many lives are going to be saved as a result? So
0: what did LeBron mean, by the way, when he said uh, that uh, when he was asked about if he's going to bring his kids, his family down there to the bubble, he said, it's not exactly a family environment. What do you mean by
2: that? Dude? Well he the the second part of that quote, which I love that everybody loves to grab the first part of quotes and but that there is he added that there's nothing to do.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: Yeah, it makes it a little less well, I just salacious, wonder, doesn't did, it? Right? Well didn't
0: I didn't I hear that certain players are like inviting Instagram models down there and all that sort of well, thing. Well Tyler
2: on? Hero did, but it's supposedly his girlfriend. Oh. For that day again, much less <laughs> salacious when you actually look they
1: broke into the up situation. Later, but hey, th- that things happen. It, but Lebron's right. Did you see the viral picture that was going around of I believe it was the Raptors, uh, the wives section there in the arena, and every one of them had a toddler on their lap that was holding an iPhone watching Disney Plus or yeah, whatever. Right. It looked miserable. Yeah, I, I felt so bad for those ladies that they're just stuck there, but they're there to support their their family, which is cool. But Toddlers are tough, man. Yeah. And then to make sure they have to stay in one seat when there's a sport being played 20 feet away, that would be rough. Or
2: LeBron with teenage get used, kids.
0: Get used to it, Austin. Get used to it, my
2: friend. Well, Le- How old's Bronny? Bronny's now, what, 13, 14, something like that, LeBron's oldest son? I don't know. He's Le- got a whole segment on sports Center. Yeah, so. right. But, I mean, somebody that age, can you imagine plugging them into a hotel and basically telling them they can't go anywhere for a month? I mean, that would be... That would be torturous to somebody that age. I totally get what LeBron was saying, right there. It's,
0: so it was all about the inconvenience, uh, as opposed to uh, anything else. That well,
2: that and, and Joe Ingles told uh, uh, Joe Ingles, yeah, uh, right, uh, told us on the, the Joe Ingles show on DJ and PK that you know, like with his family was not coming into the bubble had they made it past the first round, because he said that it wouldn't really be fair to them taking them out of school and, again, nothing to do and in a closed environment. And, you know, there's uh, I'm sure that uh, Joe wouldn't uh, be allowed to to bring along their nanny or whatever, you know, so it puts more pressure on the family. I mean, it's just it's probably not a real family-friendly environment, not having anything to do with Instagram models, but having to do with bored kids.
1: That's why we don't go to church. It's not a family environment. (laughs) You tell a two-year-old to sit quiet for three hours now, too.
2: Oh, man. I, I'm not a church-going guy, so I don't get to see this all that often, but uh, I'm sure watching poor parents to- wrestle toddlers while trying to keep them quiet for a church service has got to be the worst. My, my faith has
1: never been tested as much as it is when I'm wasting two hours chasing my two-year-old around a building while I'm supposed to be edifying myself.
2: How did, uh, how did Lisa handle that back in the day, Gordo?
1: <laughs> I handled it.
2: Oh. Oh. Oh, how did you handle it back mm-hmm. in the day, Gordon?
0: Well, somebody told me once, if you're t- t- taking a kid out, then you can't let them run around and have fun, uh, have more fun outside than, than they would inside the meeting. And so you put them on your lap and you hold them and they have to sit still.
2: So you took the res- the, the, the restraint approach? <laughs>
0: God, like no, the asylum, no.
2: like a like a human straitjacket. <laughs> like you will you will sit still and like it.
0: No, I pretty much for ten years didn't hear a single thing that was going on. So. In that, what, what?
2: What do you mean you didn't hear? Like you were gone, know, you were I outside. Didn't...
0: Yeah, I was watching the kids as opposed. Oh, I see. Didn't hear the sermon. Absorb- I
1: thought you meant didn't hear what the problems your wife was dealing with with the kids. I see.
0: No, no, I meant I meant the sermon. Yeah.
1: Well, that's not so bad either.
0: Besides, you deserve battle pay too. You know. Because, you know, it can be. It can be like what you said, but uh, hey, a little something for the effort.
2: So, just to clarify, you're telling us that you handled all of those situations, and Lisa just had the luxury to listen to the sermon.
0: Uh, not all of them. No, we 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 rotated.
2: You know, okay, more of a fifty fifty kind you know, of thing. Yes, Jake, just like the game, changing.
0: If a ball game was on, then I might have you know, your <laughs> plugs added and in. Okay. in.
2: <laughs> if if Lisa were in the room right now, would would you be having the same take?
0: Uh, let me get back to you. That. I, <laughs> I, I, I there's that you. tunnel again. I
2: hear you, buddy. Uh, I have no doubt uh, you were out in that vestibule uh, consuming many of uh, game on uh, on the headphone while your kids were you know tearing the place apart. I can't blame you.
0: I mean, you just do the best you can. Exactly, that's all. and that's that's usually that's usually good enough.
2: I want to remind you about our friends at Zions Bank. And take note, Jazz fans, Whenever, uh, whatever stage of life you find yourself in, Zions Bank has the home loan for you. Zip Mortgage is a simple and convenient way to apply for mortgage online. Visit ZionsBank.com for details. You also want to check out uh, their mobile app that features mobile check deposit and mobile bill pay for local banking done right at your fingertips. Zions Bank is for you. More of the big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280
1: the zone.
2: Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Gordon, I'm uh, I'm headed out of here to go home and sit in the dark.
4: <laughs>
0: Are you gonna go home? Are you gonna go over to Mom and or what are you gonna do?
2: Yeah, we'll probably head over to my parents at least to eat. But you know, it's all right. We'll we'll deal with this thing. <laughs> we'll we'll get through another zany week of 2020. And
0: are uh, you using flashlights or what are you doing? Yeah,
2: candles, flashlights, the whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you can. I still have to get to the tree that is still fallen over, but propped up on my broken fence. It's Still laying there, huh? Well, it's not going to magically disappear, and it was still windy today. <laughs> I told today, you, get, so. the,
0: get the chainsaw out and get to work. Put the gloves on and go. What time are you available?
2: <laughs> How oh, tall is this tree? You thinking thir- think thirty feet? Yeah, it's like it's at least twenty-five.
0: Hmm. All right, well, make at sure Lisa's stay- <laughs> the one that does that kind of thing. <laughs> make sure you're staying clear of the power line and uh, start
2: start cutting away what time uh, what time are you pretending to write tomorrow put uh, the
0: goggles on and get out there maybe do you have a hard hat
2: i do have a hard hat actually right. <clears throat> left over from the renovation days all right then go to work man all you right. can
0: get this done think about how good you'll feel think about how how satisfying that will be to look out your window and not and know that your tree is no longer going to pull down
2: that power line right next to your house all right, Gordon. Uh, I will see you at my house at nine a m tomorrow and uh i've got some the, sh- I've got I'll, some string cheese, and if it hasn't gone bad in the refrigerator, it's all yours. I'll make it I'll worth have, your while.
0: I'll have my baggy jeans and a bandana in my back pocket. I'll be ready to All work. right,
2: bring that chainsaw you're talking about.
0: Do you have one?
2: uh my father does, but it seems like a, a man talking like you do has multiple chainsaws. <laughs>
0: I got one, but I—I I mean, I just want to make sure down. You're prepared. Bring There's it on a down. hardware store down the street from you. Maybe you can go down and pick one up. Why would I
2: need that when a, a friend and neighbor has one uh, just up the road?
0: Because we both go on to work here. I'm not going to okay, come over there and do I your see. work. All right. Who am I, Lisa? I'm oh, a
2: oh, nailed it! Oh man, that's the best way I can think of to bring a show to a close. Wow. I'll send Lisa, down. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Uh, Gordon, enjoy your night. Seriously, uh, say hi to the fam for me. You too, man. All right, buddy. It's been The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.